Radio Glamorgan. to Carols on the Concourse 2022. We've made it almost to Christmas and uh, the celebration of the birth of Jesus. My name is Chris Graves. I'm one of the members of the Hospital Christian Fellowship and uh, we're bringing to you today just five carols, three readings, and we're really grateful to Andy Gibbs, who's one of the chaplains in the hospital, who will come and give us a short message after the fourth carol that we sing. So let us start with um, Once in Royal David City, which is number 19 on the purple carol sheets that are with you. So Once in Royal David City, Number 19.
Thank you. So now we're going to have our first reading from Yuri, who is a member of staff in the hospital in the Department of Biochemistry. So we're going to read from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and on and on, on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So now we come to, to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is number 10 on your carol sheets. Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
We come to the second uh, of our readings. Uh, Sarah is going to come and read to us. Sarah is also uh, a, a member of the uh, Health Board and works in the Department of Finance. And she's going to read to us Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. The birth of Jesus Christ. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor, governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn. Okay, then we now come to our third carol, Away in a Manger, which is uh, number six on our carol sheet, Away in a Manger. We're now going to have a reading uh, by Alex, who is one of the trustees for Books Plus, which is the shop behind us. And Alex is going to read to us from Luke chapter 2, carrying on from where Sarah got to, verses 8 to 19. 
That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel has said to them about the child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. I'd like to say thank you to all our readers. And also at this point, I'd like to say thank you from the front for all our musicians. All 15? Are there 15 or 16? Do we count? 12. 12. That's amazing. So really grateful for all 12 of you. And, and um, yeah, really thank you for coming up. So we're now going to sing O Little Town of Bethlehem, which is number one in our carol sheets. O Little Town of Bethlehem.
I'm delighted to, uh, in, to be able to invite Andy Gibbs, Reverend Andy Gibbs, who is the chaplain here, one of the chaplains in uh, our University Hospital Chaplaincy. And he's also a Baptist minister in uh, the north of Cardiff. Welcome, Andy. Well, good evening, everybody. It is lovely to be finally back in the concourse singing carols. It's, uh, it's truly a blessing, especially at this time, it feels to me anyway, when there's so much anxiety about, where the news is so filled with, with gloom. I'll just bring it down a bit and hopefully then it won't ping so much. And it could seem that wherever you turn, that there may be inconceivably large problems in front of you, such, such insurmountable challenges and overwhelming anxieties. But it occurred to me that in some ways the troubles faced by us today are similar to those faced by Mary and Joseph. I mean, they lived in an occupied nation where government rules required them to travel to their ancestral town to register for a census. And Mary was heavily pregnant. That's about a week's journey for someone in their third trimester. They were poor and they hoped to be received and, and to rely on the hospitality of family. But they found there was no room for them and they had to bed down in a space intended for animals. They were surrounded by an environment meant to, to keep food animals rather than as tradition required in the, in the arms of their family. And following the birth, they had to flee the nation because the, the unjust persecution of, of a puppet king was coming to bear because Herod couldn't stand any threats to his tenuous grasp on the throne. And so he sought to annihilate any opposition. Trouble after trouble, strife after strife. The Christmas story is one of great hope, but one that is deeply rooted in the struggles of poverty, isolation, threat, and exclusion. However, with the birth of Jesus, God had broken the four centuries of silence since the prophet Malachi had spoken. What has God said that might bring about the ability to face such troubled times? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but in our last reading, there is a phrase that's mentioned just once. But it does appear several other times in the other parts of the Gospel readings about the, the account of Jesus' birth. And it's simply this. Do not be afraid. If you think chronologically, when God first speaks, he speaks to Zechariah, a priest in the temple and the future father of John the Baptist. And who with his wife had longed for a child for decades. And to him, God speaks through an angel saying, do not be afraid, for your prayer has been heard. This despite the ridicule they must have faced as, as family and people around them looked and said, ah, oh, they have no children, but we, we have children. But from God's perspective, their relentless prayer was not only heard, but it was answered. And then God speaks next to Mary with the unexpected news that she will become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And God's words to her, do not be afraid, for you have found favour with God. This despite God knowing the challenges that Mary would face, including seeing her firstborn son executed by the Roman authorities. God recognises her faithfulness despite her circumstances, not because of them. 
And then Joseph, he's faced with the challenge to being betrothed to Mary and finding out she's pregnant by somebody else. Although he decides to do things quietly so he avoids shame for her, I have no doubt that the gossips are already well at work. Ooh, look at her, pregnant and they're not even married. So God speaks to Joseph through an angel and he says, do not be afraid for the child conceived is in her is from the Holy Spirit. God says this despite knowing that people will still gossip, even challenging Jesus on his illegitimacy later in life. However, God recognises Joseph's integrity and humility, not because of his circumstances, but despite them. Then, shepherds, confronted by a holy convocation, the heavens filled with angels, announcing the good news of God's salvation plan. And this terrifying sight is clearly too much for them, for these fields-dwelling sheep watchers, as they cower under the onslaught of heaven. So God's word to them through the heavenly host, do not be afraid, for I'm bringing you great news of great joy for all the people. This despite their being outcasts, living on the fringes of society, never being invited to go to the places that nice people go to. Their place in the kingdom is recognized, not because of their circumstances, but despite them. And I believe this is the message that God is speaking to us this Christmas time. God knows our situation, knows our hearts. God knows our struggles and the challenges that we will face. God knows the peace that we eagerly desire when our lives are sometimes filled with anxieties and fears. And in the troubles of this year and in the year to come, I believe that God speaks the words, do not be afraid. Although they may feel rather empty, they may feel distant and beyond your ability to reach them. However, if it relied on us to not be afraid, well then our fears and anxieties would be justified. But think, every single time those words are uttered, do not be afraid, it is God reaching out and speaking those words. Not because of the people that he was speaking to, but because of his grace and mercy. It is God who reaches out to speak the offer of hope for peace for our souls. If you read on in the Gospel of Luke a little bit, you'll, you'll find a scene played out where the disciples are rowing across a lake and the waves are mountainous and the wind is blowing so hard that they seem to be going backwards across the Sea of Galilee instead of forwards. And then just off to the, the one side of the boat, they, they see Jesus. And this terrifies them even more because they think it must be a ghost. And what does Jesus say? Jesus comes close and says, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. This baby, born in a manger, still poor, still persecuted, still ridiculed, and yet still saying, Do not be afraid. And this baby, now a grown man, is the one our first reading spoke of. The child who is born for us among, is, amongst many things, a prince of peace. He is the one whose kingdom never ends and is filled with endless peace. And the good news of Christmas is this, that you can be unafraid because the reliance is not upon you but upon God. It is Jesus who will walk with you through the storms and the challenges of life 
speaking peace into your heart and into your life. It is the baby in the manger that heralds the new covenant, where God agrees to keep the terms so that you and I simply have to trust him to do so. I know this, I want my life to be filled with peace and for me never to worry about the future or about what life might bring. I know that this is a very real struggle for me and for all of us, particularly in these challenging times. I know that several of us have lost people that we've loved, have lost hope, have lost jobs or all of the above. And I know that the rising costs of, of fuel and food are well, causing many of us to fear about what might come. But I also know this. I know in the midst of the storms of life, Jesus has offered to walk alongside me. I know that he offers to walk alongside me and say, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And I know that the good news of great joy for all people is found in trusting Jesus with all that I have. I know that God hears my prayers and whispers into my heart at each challenge, do not be afraid, whatever circumstances I'm facing. So my Christmas prayer is this, that you and I follow Mary's example in our last reading, that we take these words and we treasure them and we ponder them in our hearts, that this Christmas might bring the space for you and me to journey to Bethlehem and see the baby in a manger and then look beyond it to the cross of Easter and then to the resurrection, and then to the ascension, that we might behold the God born from true God, the light from light eternal, the one born the King of angels, the one who is fully human, fully God, and who still whispers to you and to me, do not be afraid. Amen. So we're now going to sing our closing hymn, which is number 12 in your carol books. It's O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. So make a joyful noise. If you're a crow or a lark, belt it out because God loves them both because he made them both. But number 12.
so, as we draw this time together to a close, may I pray for you and seek God's blessing. So let's pray. Lord God, may this eternal truth be always on our hearts. May the God of the angels who heralded Christ's birth bring joy to your hearts this day and always. May the God of love who gave his only son to be born for you fill your life with love and peace. May Emmanuel, God with us, be with you in all your doings and all your celebrations until he brings you into his eternal kingdom. And may Almighty God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Well, that's it for this year. Really delighted that you could all join us. And uh, as Andy has prayed, blessing on every one of you. Again, thanks to the musicians who are going to play us out.